Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, I will be giving you guys my prediction for the AEW Fighter Fest two-night extravaganza free on the TNT Network. Before I get into the predictions of AEW Fighter Fest, I just wanted to let you know that this is part one in reference to talking about night one of AEW Fighter Fest pay-per-view. Please stay all the way to the end to know when part two will be coming out, which we'll be talking about night two of the AEW Fighter Fest pay-per-view. Also, I was looking up what Fighter Fest actually means because I still consider it such a weird title that I just don't like it as a pay-per-view name, and that's just my own personal opinion and personal preference. But it's basically a rendition of the word fighter, which is F-I-G-H-T-E-R. And I think that if they went with that, it would be such a really weird name for the event. But I do love that this event will have every single title on the line up for grabs and the wonderful storylines and plans that could come out of these matches is basically phenomenal. These matches that I'm going to be talking about are not in specific order to how they will be seen during the live event. So let's just go through the matches of how I wrote them down. Match number one, MJF and Warlow versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. MJF and Jungle Boy put on a phenomenal clinic of a match during Double or Nothing, which is must-see if you have yet to watch the match. And their feud since then has blossomed into something that I would love to see more of. I want to see a series of matches between MJF and Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy has all the potential to be the awesome star that he can be. His in-ring ability is really, really good. He knows how to tell a story inside the ring. The same, the same way that MJF knows how to be a true heel, and I respect him for that, and everything that he does to put in the work to be this heel that we hate him, it just really meshes really well together. You have the heel that would do anything and everything to win a match and just be a really straight up horrible person versus the good guy squeaky clean baby face of a guy who enjoys being around people enjoys helping them and always think about others before himself so that little storyline right there is basically the epitome of what good versus evil should be the epitome of heel versus baby face should definitely be and they do a great job together bickering back and forth and doing what needs to be done as a wrestler. Wardlow and Luchasaurus are two big men. Luchasaurus moves amazingly smooth in the ring despite his size. He surprises everybody on a week-to-week basis and only now is Wardlow starting to open up and show us the capability of his in-ring work ethic only because he's also a big man and with all those muscles, you would think that's kind of hard to pull off a hurricanrana or pull off something a cruiserweight would do just because of his size. However, I do see that eventually MJF and Warlow down the line may end up being broken up as a team. They don't fit very well together, including that originally Warlow is supposed to be the hired bodyguard for MJF, but I think that it would be great to break those two apart and let's see how 
while they go their separate ways. Wardlow would need more personality in order to have me be fully behind him to be like, yep, he's probably ready for this title, that title, or this story, that story. Now, with that little backstory, who do I see going over? Who really needs it? I will say that for this tag team match, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy will pick up the victory. Only because I eventually want to see the downfall of MJF versus Wardlow. However, I also do have a feeling that one day they may put the tag belts on them, but not do it in the traditional fashion of MJF and Wardlow getting a clean victory, of them making sure that we pay attention to the other hot storylines that are happening in AEW and in comes MJF and Wardlow to steal the belts and take it right from underneath the people who will have it eventually at that time and just pull a wool over our eyes. So that way they could probably make the story of watch all the hot storylines of the tag division in one hand while MJF and Warlord work in the background to steal the tag team title belts and then rule the AEW land and be heelish competitors and not always defend the belts on TV and be like, we want to hold on to these as long as possible and not really be defending champions because we don't like any of the tag team in AEW. Therefore, we're just going to hold the belts hostage. Have that storyline so that way, MJF and Warlow could build up some credibility. Getting to refocus, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy will be my pick to go over in this tag team match. Our next match for night one of AEW Fighter Fest is Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz. These two tag teams are definitely amazing inside the ring, and this isn't the first time that they're going to be fighting against each other in a professional wrestling ring. They are known throughout the indies here in New York City, also in New Jersey and everywhere else they fought. This is going to be a hard-hitting match, very fast-paced match, very spot-fest match, and it's going to have you enjoy the tag team division of AEW. Now. For my pick to go over, this is a little difficult to choose because they're really both good teams. And like for the sake of story, Santana and Ortiz obviously has the veteran experience over Private Party. Private Party has beat many other veterans. Private Party is able to always step up their game when it comes to tag team wrestling and even singles competition. As we've seen in AEW Dark and also AEW Dynamite, they are good together as a team and also good together as singles competitors. My pick for Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz will be Santana and Ortiz go over on Private Party. Because the inner circle needs a couple victories under their belt at the moment since they lost at double or nothing during that stadium stampede match. Now we get into one of the AEW championship matches. It is the AEW women's world title match. We have our champion Hikaru Shida versus Penelope Ford. 
as much as Penelope Ford is an outstanding performer inside the ring, and she could definitely tell a story and know what she's doing. Hikaru Shida just became champion. She took it off of Nyla Rose at Double or Nothing in a very hard-hitting, hardcore style of a match, which was really good to watch. Again, if you guys have not watched Double or Nothing, you guys can most likely watch it now. Or you can definitely listen to my review over on anchor.fm forward slash Square Circle Podcast or the Square Circle Podcast on YouTube. Anyway. It is way too early for Sheeta to lose the title. So my obvious pick will have to go with the champion. The champion will retain just because it's a little too early to get rid of the title. Our next AEW title match is the AEW World Tag Team Championship titles. We have Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending their tag team titles against best friends. I will say it here on this podcast, and I will continue to say it. I am still not sold on best friends. I don't really cheer or boo best friends. I just watch what they do. They do have a newfound aggression to them, even though they are dealing with Jericho and the inner circle attacking Orange Cassidy. And we'll get to that during part two of this AEW Fighter Fest prediction podcast episode. However, I do respect Best Friends as a wrestling tag team and wrestlers in general because it takes a lot of effort to do what they do in the ring. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega are a different tag team than anyone else. You have Hangman who likes to drink his whiskey and get into the ring and finish people off rather than toy with them and give them some offense here and there. While Kenny Omega is the guy to give other wrestlers a spotlight and have a challenge to work up to. Hangman Adam Page is all like, well, I'm here for business, business only. Let me throw in this lariat, get the one, two, three and leave and go celebrate with a drink. Kenny Omega is the total opposite of that. My prediction for this match will be that the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, will retain their titles come AEW Fighter Fest. Here is a future storyline that they can do. What I would like them to do is that Hangman and Kenny retain the titles. Then they eventually fight FTR. And FTR gets the win in a dirty fashion. So that way it could still discredit them. And they'll say that, well, we're still the best tag team. We're old school wrestlers. We take any opportunity necessary, any opening that they see, they will jump on it. Unlike Hangman and Kenny, even though they'll do the same, but they won't do it in the same fashion as FTR. So Hangman and Kenny would drop the belts to FTR. This will make the chase really, really good when it comes to everyone talking about the dream match of FTR versus the Young Bucks. I personally do not see this as a dream match the same way that FTR doesn't see them wrestling the Young Bucks as a dream match. The only reason why I don't see it as a dream match is because the whole Fuck the Revival was a one-sided story that couldn't fully develop. And it was first started by Cody Rhodes. So I remember when it first started, the reason why... 
it happened that way. And you guys could definitely correct me and add more stuff to this. So that way I can understand the revival had mentioned something about old school wrestling and disrespected something. So therefore Cody while in ring of honor with the young bucks, hangman and Kenny all did the, well, minus Kenny. Cause I don't think Kenny ever did the fuck the revival bit, but it was definitely the young bucks and Cody Rhodes always doing these bits of fuck the revival. And yeah, it was fun for a little bit, you know, I even thought it was funny and be like, fuck the revival, but it's just really old and babyish, and, you know, it doesn't really be needed at all. The internet wants FTR versus the Young Bucks. I need more story. I need FTR to write their own side of the story so that way it can make sense to why we need FTR versus the Young Bucks. And not only based on the fact of they are two of the greatest tag teams in the business, I need something deeper. They need to go revisit this storyline and just make it from there. And I think if FTR gets the title belt, it's more because now the Young Bucks can have a reason to go after them because essentially AEW is the Young Bucks company as well. And you would think that the VPs would automatically be tag team champions. But now that you have outsiders coming in, grabbing the title belts so early in their AEW career, that will probably get Matt and Nick upset. Matt and Nick built AEW from the ground up and yet then two old school wrestlers who don't do flips, who don't do spot fest, come in, take the belts from two awesome people, Hangman and Kenny, to be the face of the AEW tag division and set the bar really high. So that's what I would like to see. If FTR captures the tag team titles, let this feud go on with the Young Bucks and let them tell their side of the story. So that way it can make sense. And it will be so much better because if we go into this with FTR versus the Young Bucks, all of the fantasy marks out there will quiet down and they'll get their fill and, you know, they'll love the match. But for someone like me that wants story to be involved emotionally in this, I need story from FTR. I need story from the Young Bucks. Uh, I need this to be revisited so that way it can make sense. Because I still don't understand why we were doing fuck the revival thing in full, you know, and then we had the FTRR and it was like, get it, guys. Ha ha. Get it. You know, I just wish that they can slow down. And when I say they, I mean Tony Khan, because apparently Tony Khan has 100% control on like stories and everything. So I just wish that they can slow down, dissect certain stories that need more time to develop and not make 15 minutes of fame. Because if this story in the tag team division, because the tag team in AEW is one of the strongest tag team foundations within any company that's out there the tag team division is so strong in aew that it needs to be slowed down ftr will definitely make aew a lot of money ftr would definitely bring in a lot of fans if done right and if it's slowed down i do not want ftr versus the young bucks to be so quick in this very early feud and I trust the Young Bucks in their judgment to know how to make proper stories and know how to make the emotion in the stories count. That's why I still praise Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks at Revolution. That was one of the greatest matches that I love to watch. And that's the same type of feeling 
that I want to feel between FTR versus the Young Bucks. I do not want a half-ass written story of this supposed dream match that's not even two sides. It's still one side of FTR versus the Young Bucks. Even on BTE, there should be lots of skits to tell this story between the Young Bucks and FTR and maybe even get Cody in it because Cody started this whole thing. But I know this is only the beginning. Quick recap. I choose Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega to retain the AEW World Tag Team Championship titles. Our next title match and probably the last match for night one on the AEW Fighter Fest card is the TNT Championship title match. Cody Rhodes has done a phenomenal job to make the TNT championship title feel like it's an important title to feel like it means something in the professional wrestling world. And it really, really does, despite the belt not being completely finished. Cody goes up against Jake Hager. Jake Hager is a member of the Inner Circle. He also done some MMA and obviously he's from WWE. He has been doing pretty well so far in AEW, and I like that he's there. Cody Rhodes has an extensive history. Who will be winning this match? Cody Rhodes will go over. He will retain the TNT Championship title. The only way that Cody Rhodes drops this belt is if... Dustin Rhodes gets involved and becomes a heel and takes the belt away from Cody. Because Dustin is always in the shadow of everyone else and hasn't really broken out to be a break star of a wrestler. Despite his age and everything he's done in the business, he still needs to at least win some big title to be on the map of that this is his legacy this is what he did for the business not every fan is gonna know the history of dustin and then go dust and everything else you know but i feel like in order for cody to ever drop the tnt title he would probably drop it to his brother and that'll make more sense and then it could be like a full family fairy tale storyline just wrapping up and then from there it can go to whoever but as far as the TNT Championship title match on the AEW Fighter Press card, my pick would be Cody Rhodes going over Jake Hager. I do not see anything else happening. But I will also predict that Cody Rhodes would have a bleeding spot. Cody Rhodes, somewhere in this match, is going to end up bleeding because he does it every single time. Well, hold on. That, that's an exaggeration. He doesn't do it every single time, but he does it. And he does it often. And I really would not like to see a bleeding spot unless, like, this match changes up and all of a sudden it's an MMA fight and, you know, there's bound to at least have some blood in there. But if it's a regular wrestling match, please don't bleed. We don't really need it. Tell the story inside the ring without bleeding. You have a huge number of different wrestling moves that you can do to tell the story of that. This is why I'm great. This is why I was crowned the first ever TNC champion. All right, guys, that wraps up my predictions for night one of AW Fighter Fest. Please stay tuned for night two of AEW Fighter Fest where I give you more predictions 
on the rest of the matches of that night. As always, do you agree with my predictions? Yes, no, maybe so. Anchor is an awesome tool where you can leave me a voice message. I will gladly listen to your opinions and your thoughts as well. Probably play them on the podcast, talk about them. Thank you guys for listening and viewing. I'll see you guys in the next one.